Ball shoots save. Smith the rebound stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Side of the net, extra passing. Smith settles, his shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman. Chapman is live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Fellas, 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 good to be back with you as I broadcast live from Northport on Long Island. Uh, out uh, visiting some family, not my family, Gordon oh, Weigers, wow. uh, part of our uh, social media department. We're at his mom and dad's place in mm-hmm. Northport, uh, so we're seeing all of the New York area. The Golden Knights uh, against the Rangers on Friday, and then we're back on Long Island on Saturday. So uh, just uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights content uh, department, we are saying hello to you tonight. Well, hello, Darren. I I am at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, so you can be jealous of me. I know you are. $2 bottles of beer here inside the Underground Lounge. You got $1 blackjack tables. The only casino on the Strip doing that is the Oyo. And, Darren, I, I want to talk to you about something. Have you ever been in a slot tournament? Nope. I don't know what that is, actually. Okay, so a slot tournament's really awesome. You just get to mash the heck out of the button on the slots. You just get to do that. Oyo's got a Wheel of Fortune slot tournament every Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. Free to enter, must be an Oyo Rewards member, and 21 years or older. Uh, I'm telling you, I think I'm going to fit that in before uh, before our Thursday show. I, I really do, because I like slot tournaments. I think they're fun. And it's just another layer of what you can do here inside the, the Oyo Hotel and Casino. I've got uh, 2023 Hooters calendars here. Uh, you want one? Come see me. Say hello. You can take one. We've got VGK towels, a uh, couple of cases of beer. Seriously, come on down. We're going to be here. I'm going to be here 4 to 6 p.m. today as we do the show live. And uh, Chapman, uh, Chapman's in the studio. So sorry, buddy. Can't help it's you. It's like that. you're hitting for the cycle there with all that uh giveaway opportunities uh, for people to come by and pick stuff up along with the slot. I like the slot tournament. Yeah, uh, just, slot just tournaments, man. Hammer away. It doesn't you. sound like you need like like to be all in skill-wise. No, well. So I could figure that out, just hammer the button. Yeah, there's no skill involved in playing slots, Darren. Now, is it like, like Jeopardy, where, where the faster you push the button, the, the, the more chances you have? Or see, or see, I don't believe that's the case. Like, from a... From a from that standpoint, I think that people that just mash the buttons are actually losing out on valuable pieces of, of time where, like, their, their, their wheel stops spinning, and then because they're mashing, they miss out, right? Like, I think you've got to time it perfectly and be yeah. a little bit more patient. But that's, that's for me watching my dad play slot tournaments forever. Like, he, <laughs> he loved that. He would, he would always come to Vegas, and he would always do the slot tournaments. So if you've never done one before, Thursday, tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m., the Wheel oh, of Fortune. Sounds like vintage Vegas, a slot oh, yeah. tournament. 100%. 100%. And uh, the other thing, I, I didn't want to say this like right off the hop, but uh, we're going to get food. 
Like no, the, the, it's it's North America's largest Hooters, and I'm staring right at it directly in front of me. So chicken wings, they're they're coming up, buddy. They're fantastic. Uh, boy, I can't wait to uh, to get back home. But uh, we're on this road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, two games in uh, with games against the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders coming up on the uh, on the weekend. Uh, last night I thought was uh, a, a pretty good hockey game. Really disappointing though uh, to not walk out of there with two points, given that they uh, fought back and took the lead after allowing uh, an early goal and had the lead until the final two minutes of the game. And I just want to say, I, I don't know whether they're finding ways to lose because some people have brought this up to me uh, through social media or losses are finding them. Because mm-hmm. that, that's sort of how I felt last night, Wet, because goaltending was great. You had some added uh, positives coming from up front. And in, in the end, it was a couple of pucks that went off their own defenders, fluky pucks that went yeah. in. That's not finding ways to lose. That was a, a loss finding the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think they played well enough to win, and, and I don't think that there was a moment in time where the Golden Knights necessarily uh, like f- made egregious mistakes. Now, I will point to one area that I wanted more from this team, and that was the power play yeah. in the third period. I, I felt it was way too passive, way too perimeter. You want to attack and have a little bit of urgency there. So I, I, could, I could see the argument that that's maybe an area where they they found a way to lose. Uh, but by and large, outside of that two minutes, I liked the, the majority of Well, they didn't of put game. the game away. They didn't lose it there, but they could have put the game away. And, and I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, actually, Ashley Weiss and I were watching the game together because it was a national broadcast on ESPN. Yeah. And, and I looked at her and said there, there wasn't enough uh, push on yeah. that power play. The good part is... Is it, is it killed without any uh, challenges from New Jersey a couple of minutes off the clock? So there was a bonus in that, but there wasn't enough urgency and initiative to be able to put the game away on that. And I don't, I don't remember whether they even got a shot on goal on, on that power play. And I would have liked to have seen some chances. Like you, you can't complain at all if you have a couple of really good looks and the yeah. goaltender makes saves, but they weren't able to push the envelope. But, uh, but I thought that wall-to-wall, they allowed a first goal. Wasn't, uh, wasn't the perfect start, but they managed to settle things uh, down. I thought the first period was, was even or maybe to, to Vegas's advantage, and the, the second period was, was another strong period. And then you got a natural push uh, from New Jersey, which I thought kind of uh, the, the shots were close in the third period, but I, I felt New Jersey carried the play, which they should have because they were climbing from, from behind. Uh, and the, Jersey ends up tying it on a six-on-five. Yeah, and they end up winning it on a four-on-three. And uh, can can you say anything that uh, that you're really upset about that? That's taking advantage of it. the The one part was putting the game away, scoring more than two goals, and that's the offensive funk that this team has been in outside of that Washington game. Yeah, and you know that's really the only complaint. And and. You know, outside of that, I thought defensively the Golden Knights did a really good job of, of limiting the, the offensive chances of a, of a very high-flying offense for the New Jersey Devils. But Logan Thompson was was star of the game for me. I, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal for the Golden Knights and certainly deserved more than just 
the one standing point. Well, you know what? The, the Golden Knights generated enough of five-on-five sure. five yeah, last that's night. that's fair. Uh, th- their five-on-five five game was really good. And I'll be flat-out honest, Vitek Vanacek got a couple of breaks <laughs> that were all-world. Yeah. One puck went right through his legs and caught the upper flap of the pad and went out the other side. There's no and, and he guessed totally wrong on the play. There was, a, there was another couple where he didn't even see the shot and, and went uh, off his short right shoulder on, on one instance. Uh, I was really happy and impressed. Uh, I thought the, the misfits were really good. Uh, Jack had a couple of shots. I, I liked that. I liked Brett Howden. He had a puck just hop over a stick in the first period. He was wide open in front. Uh, there, there was a lot to like from the forward units last night, five on five. Power play? Could have done more, but but a five on five game, uh, there is a, a continued elevation of things happening in the right direction for Vegas. The 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 one part of it is trying to break through, and where you get one or two, make sure that you you put that game uh, away. Yeah, I mean, I I think for the Golden Knights, like you you had opportunities and it. I mean, does it come down to execution? I, I don't know. Like, the, the Michael Amadio shot that went through Vitek Vanacek's legs should have gone in. And, and you, you mentioned the, the breaks, and sometimes that's just how hockey goes. You, you create enough. You do enough to create more than just the two goals. But right now for the Golden Knights, for whatever reason, they're just not going in. Yeah, and, and some of that is keep hammering on it, and, and it will. Uh, and, and some of it is just... Uh, a goaltender making an exceptional read, and while he he maybe not be in the perfect position, he was athletic enough, and uh, it it will and it should even itself out. It, this is just part of uh, the funk uh, that they're going through. Uh, I don't I don't know what like it was a from a fan perspective, it was a good hockey game. It was yeah. a, it was a really good hockey game. Uh, you wanted two points out of it. Uh, I'm disappointed they didn't get two points out of it. I know the players uh, were, and if you could have been in that room uh, last night, you felt the disappointment uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, with that result last night. Uh, the reaction from Logan Thompson after the game was owning it 100%. I don't think it's fair to him. I love that he does own it. Uh, I don't agree with him entirely uh, because I thought he was really uh really really good last night and uh and had that that should have been a goalie win for the vegas golden knights i i appreciate uh the fact that he wants to take it and put it on his own shoulders but uh but uh if if anybody was going to own it last night or wear it last night i guess owning it and wearing it is two different things uh logan thompson owned it uh the players owned it Uh, william carlson owned it uh after the game uh it was the power play that wore it Oh, 100%. I, I think if you're going to pinpoint one area where you wanted the Golden Knights to be better and, and one area that could have delivered a win, it was special teams. It was the power play. And for the Golden Knights, it's, it's four power play goals in their last 12 games for uh, a unit that was so, so good through the month of December. You, you were hoping that it could continue, that, that that trajectory can keep moving up or or at least be where it's been for the Golden Knights. And 
you know, you look at just a, a bit stronger of a power play, and, and there's some points that are left on the board here. So I think for the Golden Knights, it, you want to come back on, on Friday night and, and really find some, some, uh, some jam with your power play. I, I was uh, disappointed in the, the way the game ended last night on that four-on-three manner advantage for the New Jersey Devils because Chandler Stevenson won a couple of crucial face-offs in that overtime in his own zone, and they were able to ice the puck, and I thought they were going to get through it. And Jersey scored in the back end of that uh, that power play uh, because uh, I, I just thought that might be the confidence that Chandler Stevenson needs to get him going in that situation. Uh, it would have been a golden opportunity for Jack Eichel to get some confidence and rule, but when he was on the ice in three-on-three, Jersey had the puck the the entire time, and we we all know you've watched enough three on three, where yeah. once you have the puck, uh, it, it's really difficult uh, to get it back because uh, there's such a, a, a possession aspect to it. Uh, so the, those two players uh, in that situation, it was the perfect predicament for them to be able to really jump on something and turn around this little uh, quiet period that they've been in and uh, and it was right there and and they weren't going to be able to they weren't able to take advantage of it yeah they just didn't didn't have an opportunity to win back a puck like I thought Jack Eichel had a, a nice play on Jack Hughes early in that in that uh, three on three overtime. oh yeah he was able he was able to kind of edge Jack Hughes out defensively he, right defensively like, he was good yeah so but you get pro- through that and the Chandler Stevenson won faceoffs yeah all of a sudden they're feeling great about themselves you win a hockey game or whether they're involved or not they're automatically feeling better about themselves instead yeah. of the uh, opposite which occurred and and you know there isn't a player that I feel worse for outside of maybe Logan Thompson than Ben Hutton because. You know, he's the guy that takes the penalty, the first penalty, the only penalty in the game uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it ends up being, you know, the game winner for Dougie Hamilton. But Ben Hutton, outside of that, like, played a fantastic game and was instrumental in getting the Golden Knights back into it. So, uh, you know, you just you, you couldn't you couldn't find that play to get in on offense in, in overtime, and that's just kind of the unfortunate thing for Vegas. Uh, we've got our game ratings coming up in the second segment, but I'm curious... As a last three-game stretch, how you guys would evaluate what's happened? You had the great game against Washington. You had the disappointing result against Arizona, but a couple of things in that game that were encouraging. And then you have the single point out of the New Jersey Devils game. Uh, How do you summarize that stretch? I feel like they've played better than three out of a uh, out of a possible six points. Yeah, it's five hundred. Yeah, exactly. I think they've been better than five hundred. Like I, I firmly believe that they played well enough to win that game last night uh, in Arizona. That was just kind of a weird one where there were moments, there were stretches that I liked the Golden Knights, but uh, you know it, it was one of those things where it just didn't feel like they were ever going to generate to to get out of the hole that they were in, and they dug themselves into early on in the first period, early on in the second period. Um, How do I evaluate this? I I think that it's kind of par for what the Golden Knights have been over the last 20, 25 games and and really what's happened since Mark Stone's gone out of the lineup. Like, there have been opportunities and stretches where they've played really well, and unfortunately when there are stretches where they're not playing well or they make mistakes, they end up in the back of their net. Like, it just seems like every mistake that that the Golden Knights make is, is, is capitalized on by their opponents, 
and they've got to fight so, so hard just to capitalize on the chances that they create. Uh, the Washington game was not a full 60 minutes, but it was pretty darn close yeah. in what they were able to put together with the victory over the Washington Capitals. The Arizona game, uh, I saw a couple of occasions, uh, like bright spots in that, that if you get one or two bounces, you're right in that hockey game. Uh, you misplayed some opportunities against you in your own zone, which really lit it up. But offensively, there is, there is a good push, a uh, much better push than we've, we've seen before the Caps game on that, uh, the first six games of that, that homestand. Uh, so I, I was encouraged by the uh, opportunities that they were creating and the traffic in front. And yesterday was close to a 50 or 60 minutes uh, in, in regulation. Uh, so I'm with you. I, I think they could have easily piled up five of six points uh, conservatively if, if they get a couple of uh, odd, odd breaks during the course of it. Uh, five of six points during this stretch. They played better than what we've seen. And that whole adage, when you're in a big run of positivity, you're getting stuff to bounce your way at the end of the streak or in the middle of the streak that uh, that you don't necessarily deserve, but it adds up. 13-2, and two, they weren't great the entire time, but they were yeah. getting some really incredible breaks, and everything was going for them, and you welcome that all day long. Right now, you're, it looks to me like they're on the verge of breaking out of it, and why I'm able to say that is because they're playing much better. Like, yeah. compared to the L.A. game, Compared to the uh, Edmonton game, compared to the uh, Dallas. Dallas game, yep. like they're they're a different team right now in what their detail uh, uh, level of uh, dialed in is, and I, I I look at it and say they're on the cusp. They're they're not getting. Uh, Every break, as you saw in the McNabb tire last night, sure. where it bounced off his his, his leg uh, from the Dougie Hamilton shot, uh, they, they're not getting that, but they put themselves in a position to win that hockey game. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm, I'm right there with you in that I, I think the, the Golden Knights process has been way better over the last three, four games. And you know what results are, are ultimately what everyone's going to look to. Uh, yes. Like when it comes to... A production for individual players but i've been encouraged by how the golden knights are playing and i think that if you continue to play this way like if the golden knights put in the same type of game that they played last night into friday into saturday against the rangers and the islanders i think that at some point wins are just going to follow because you've got to play the right way and i think the golden knights are, are really starting to get there for larger stretches within a game and the process is important. It's got to be there, and I think it is right now for the Golden Knights. Yeah, the reality is you, you didn't get a win where you were leading for a majority of the game, more than certainly the other team uh, was, and that's the disappointing part. Uh, but you, you found a way to score a couple of goals from uh, one, an unlikely source in the, in the likes of Ben Hutton, and then yeah. another play uh, where William Carlson just pokes the puck across the line. By the way, the Misfits yep. were really good. They were. Like that's, that's what I've been waiting to see out of the Misfits. And the Arizona game, I thought they were the best line in that game. 
And uh, I, last night, uh, they were definitely uh, the one that had uh, so much jump last night. So uh, uh, William Carlson now has 11 goals. Uh, yep. That's that's encouraging. Uh, ben Hutton, uh, is, is he not uh, unbelievable how he's either in the lineup and playing on the power play or <laughs> he's, he's out of the lineup? Yeah. Like that, that's a modern player right now where yeah. if you can't play him so high up in the lineup – He's out of the lineup, and, and, and I, that, that's a more of a commentary on the game, by the way, uh, where it is. But but you got those 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 plays, which is is somewhat in, encouraging too. William Carlson up to eleven goals. That's that's some of the quietest offense on the team. He's been really good uh, of late for the Golden Knights, and and I I think if you're looking at elevating your game, William Carlson has certainly had that to to varying degrees. I. I think the misfits were really strong last night. Carlson had at least two or three looks, and all of it was in and around the front of the net. And, and like, Marsha So, wow. Yep, Marsha So in and around the front of the net. Riley Smith in and around the front of the net. Like, when those guys are playing below the goal lines and going hard to the front of the net, and then you see the goal that William Carlson scores, where he's at when he puts that puck in. You want to talk about buy into what Bruce Cassidy wants. Those guys are leading by example. Uh, William Carlson is right now fifth on the team in goals yeah i if you would tell me that i would not say that number that status meets my eye test it's sure it because there's been a couple of stretches uh of of gaps uh, between uh when he's been able to to find that but uh that's that's four goals in the last seven games Five points in the last seven games. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, he's a point behind Jack Eichel for for third on the team in points. That that again doesn't meet what my eye test is, which is really encouraging. It, it what it does though is justify what coaches always talk to you about is uh, he's two hundred foot player and yep. he contributes a lot even when he's not lighting up the scoreboard but quietly he's put together uh, a, a pretty good season here he's got think about this he's got more points than Riley Smith Jonathan Marcheseau and uh, Nick Waugh yep now I would have said he would have been in and around the 20 he's got he's got 33 33 points this year that's the big one of the biggest surprises on the team right now mm-hmm. uh, for me sure 100% I, I think you know, William talked about it going into the season, right? That uh, we, we had him on the show. We asked yeah. him, like, what, what do you want to do? What is a successful season for you? And he said, points, like production, being being a, a constant and, and consistent contributor on this team. And, you know, the last couple of seasons, he certainly wasn't happy with his point totals. And, you know, when you sit here and look at 33 points in 49 games for, for William and especially what he's done recently, uh, I think he's he's been – every bit the type of player that you need in the lineup he's great defensively really solid in his own zone plays in all situations and now you're starting to get more consistent offense out of him it started early on in the in the year then there was a lull but he's he's really turned it on of late and i think for for the golden knights like if you're looking at a player that has elevated in mark stone's absence william carlson's at the top of my list boy he had a two-on-one last night and he just missed the top corner. Yeah. And ended up going over the net. But I I was right above him 
and I thought it was in the net. <laughs> I, I did. Oh, one, one thing I want to say, good crowd last night at Prudential Center. Yeah. That place has been, at times, uh, a bit of a mausoleum uh, impressionist. Uh, during the, the course of the New Jersey Devils. But, but it wasn't full last night, but it was a really good crowd. And I like to see that because this might be the most exciting New Jersey Devils club ever. <laughs> ever. And th- this team's yeah. won multiple Stanley Cups, but they didn't do it in the most exciting style. Six, no. don't, don't, don't criticize championships. I'm not doing that. But this group that the New Jersey Devils have put together uh, – is, is right up there, if not the most exciting team uh, and group that they put together. I don't think they win the Eastern Conference, but boy, are they a lot of fun to watch. Yes, Brat, I, I love Jesper Brat. Uh, Miles Wood, uh, never mind uh, the Hughes and the Hamiltons and, and players that can, the Heishers, uh, that can make it done. That top line was electric all night. But I will, one, one issue in watching the game last night. After taking in the contest at Mullet Arena yeah. on Sunday, watching from the press box at the Prudential Center last night was like watching a National Hockey League game from the moon. <laughs> Go, going from 11 rows up, and yeah. you're like, I, I feel like I'm immersed, like watching uh, a hockey game through your Oculus headset. Where I was right involved in the action at yeah. Mullet Arena. I was that yeah. close. Uh, and you are that close at that uh, uh, to being up in a, in a press box. It was like, what just happened here? And, and, and I'm happy that New Jersey had a good crowd last night because that's the way it should be. Uh, the, the outlier is Mullet is not a really good thing for our game. It was cool to experience once, but it's not a really good thing for our game. But it was, it was amazing, the, the uh, difference in exposure to a National Hockey League game uh, between those two environments. I, I can only imagine what, what that must have been like for you and, and the shock. Like, it's, it's tough to – sometimes, like, it's better to be up top, right? Like, I like our vantage point, certainly inside T-Mobile Arena. I feel like you're, you're far enough away from the action to kind of see plays develop, but you're still close enough on top of the ice – enough to to get uh, a little bit more nuance there and i can only imagine the nuance you had in mullet arena and uh you know maybe the binoculars you had to pull out uh inside prudential center well it, the hutton goal yeah i'll say was i was on the blue line uh at the home end so uh when ben hutton scored in that second period uh he he put it home all you heard was the clunk of the post, and it was—I didn't see it, the shot because uh, it was just too far away. But I heard yeah. the clunk, and it was yeah. like, "Wow!" I don't know how he found the net uh, uh, on that. And then William Carlson—that was the—that that, that may be the shortest goal he'll ever score, obviously, considering <laughs> the puck was on the line uh, when he when he went through. But there, there's a good example, like Ben Hutton thinking offensively, pinching down low and making that shot. Yep. You don't get that if you're even the slightest bit conservative. Yeah. So pushing that uh, that pace and, and thinking offensively is a great positive piece of uh, uh, encouraging hockey. And the, the William Carlson goal, outstanding play by, by Marcia So. Yep. But that puck's not going in. Like, uh, New Jersey's going to be able to save that puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and William Carlson, if he doesn't go all the way, like literally 
to the net, yep. that puck doesn't go in. So one, uh, a, a player, uh, a defenseman, thinking a little more aggressively and, and using his skill set to his advantage. And the other one is just being in around the net. That's been a criticism of this group is not getting to the net enough. Yep. And they were able to do that uh, on the William Carlson goal. 100%. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money there. And, and again, that's the, that's the main thing that I'm, I'm focused in on, right, is that you had Bruce Cassidy challenge this team to get to the front of the net, to get to the interior ice. And, you know, you need some guys to, to kind of do that by example. And for the Golden Knights, it, it was the Misfits buying in and the Misfits finding a way. And, and you know, that's, that's part of the leadership group. That's part of uh, what, what you need to see if you're Bruce. And, you know, I, I think that they, they took that to heart and, and did the dirty work and got rewarded. You have, uh, I believe, the Bruce Cassidy postgame sound that you'll play in hour number two because yep. I have to catch a train, so I'll only be here for hour number one. We've got the Long Island Railroad. That's going to take me back into Manhattan. Uh, so uh, I will be with you for uh, another half hour from uh, here on Long Island. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that people stick around because you're going to hear Bruce and some of the comments that he makes and it's a different sounding head coach, and uh, I think it backs up what we've been talking about, that there's some encouraging signs. Is, was he disappointed last night? Yeah. Uh, uh, did he think that uh, they had a real opportunity to get those, uh, those two points out of that? Of, of, of course. Uh, but there are some positive sides of it. Uh, we're going to take a break, though. When we come back, game rating, and we'll get into Brett Howden's return, Alec Martinez's status, and... What we're seeing from Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson, Michael Amadio. Oh, a comment on that aspect of it. It's the VGK Insider Show from Oil on the Strip and Long Island in New York. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Day off for the Vegas Golden Knights. Back at practice tomorrow at Madison Square Garden, which will be so fun. I love my MSG. Uh, played the Rangers on Friday, the New York Islanders on Saturday, and then it's the All-Star break uh, and bye week uh, combination for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, shutting down for a little bit before the back half of the National Hockey League season. They'll have just uh, under... Uh, 30 games uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, Darren Millard on Long Island uh, taking in some family from our crew with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, visiting family in and around Northport. And it's Ryan Wallace over at the OYO. Yeah, the OYO uh, inside the Underground Lounge, inside the OYO Hotel and Casino, always free parking here. That's awesome. $2 bottles of beer inside Underground Lounge. You got $1 blackjack tables, the only casino on the Strip. And again, North America's largest Hooters restaurant. That is right. Um, I am within, uh, well, a stone's throw from from that Hooters. So make sure you come on out here. Make sure you come say hello to me. I've got the 2023 Hooters calendar fresh off the press right here in front of me. All you got to do is walk up. You don't even have to say hello. You can just take the calendar. I don't really? want to. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm going to be on the air, so you can try to talk to me. I'm Is not going to hear you. for me, too? Like, I don't have to come and say hello? Uh, you, don't, you don't ever have to come and say hello. That's totally fine, however you want to do it. Uh, we've got Hooters uh, beanies. We've got hazy IPA six-pack uh, beers. Like, literally, you can walk up and take a beer. That's like, boom, right there, done. Uh, ooh, 
There's uh, there's can openers that are Hooters specific. Uh, so much stuff, man. Like if you if you haven't looked at it already, go to at Ryan Hockey Guy on Twitter. You can see the entire spread that I have, and also. If you come down here, put your name in the hopper, register, we are giving away a pair of tickets to an upcoming Golden Knights game. That's as specific as I can be, but if you come down and register, you have a chance to win Golden Knights tickets. So it's really a win-win-win situation. You get to say hello to me or not. You get to take a 2023 Hooters calendar, beer, whatever it is, and you could also win Golden Knights tickets. Uh, Let's get our game rating for last night. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, you Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. All right. It's a uh, overtime loss to the New Jersey Devils uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights last night, uh, in which the Devils tie it late on a 6-on-5 with the goalie pulled for the extra attacker and then score a power play goal into the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, goal uh, on a 4-on-3. What do you have, Chapman? Well, I know, I know you guys are all positive and, oh, they played better and this and that. The bottom line is they were up 2-1 to one with a minute and 10 seconds to go, and they lost the game. Yep. I, there's no moral victory for me. They did play better than they did the night before. However, I don't think they played as good as they did against Washington. So for me, I'm going to go right smack dab in the middle, and I'll give it a hummer. I think that's fair. There's, there, I don't think you're being overly critical on that or Scrooge-ish when it comes to your game rating. Uh, the moral victory part, uh, when you're talking about a team that has expectations to win a Stanley Cup, is is valid. And I, I do find at times I get caught up in, in recency comparisons and things haven't been going great for them uh being three and four on that homestand and i say okay they're playing a little bit better uh when when maybe compared to what the expectations of the team as a whole are uh, it should be judged a little bit more harshly so i i don't think you're too far off the mark with that what do you say rolfs yeah, I, I am positive, and, and I'm positive mainly because I'm seeing what I want to see from the Golden Knights. Uh, we, we've talked about and highlighted some of the things, right? You, you get uh, driving to the front of the net. You get interior play. Uh, there were some transi- transition offense uh, chances for the Golden Knights that just didn't go, but they were right there. Execution, you want that to, to click for you, but it, you know it's just not happening. Uh, bounces didn't necessarily do the Golden Knights any favors. And, you know, as Chapman points out, you uh, you had a two, uh, 2-1 lead with a minute and 10 seconds left in the game. And unfortunately, a puck bounces off of, of Braden McNabb's uh, shin pad and goes over the, the, the pad of Logan Thompson. Uh, you, you play that exact type of situation over again, that puck doesn't go in. McNabb either gets it, or you know, it is what it is. I, I don't think that that play should be the defining moment out of last night's game. I really don't. So that all being said, I'm going Trans Am. I'm, I'm going four out of five. I know they didn't get the extra point. I know that this isn't a moral victory situation. But for a team that needed to be better defensively and a team that needed to get to middle ice, I, th- I thought they did a much better job in the game last night against the Devils. Yeah, I, I was right in between uh, both of you guys uh, trying to, to come up with a, a rating as I brought the Long Island Railroad out to Northport uh, from Manhattan this afternoon. Uh, 
thinking about how I was going to evaluate this, and I went with uh, right in the middle, uh, that uh, that station wagon. Uh, just uh, Was the station wagon right in the middle of the Hummer? Hummer's right in the middle. Uh, I, th I thought it was a three out of five uh, based on the fact that I saw some really good things, that they went to the net, didn't score enough to warrant the Trans Am, uh, didn't pull out the victory to warrant the Trans Am. You get either one of those things. If it's a 4-4, maybe I go Trans Am because I see a little bit more offense. If you get the win in uh, in a 2-1 game, uh, I, I go Trans Am because you get that uh, that victory. But uh, due to the fact that, uh, that neither one of those things occurred, despite all the uh, positives and the encouraging elements to that performance last night i have to go right in the middle with a three out of five which is uh, which is your your hummer I, I i think that they're on the right track but i still uh can't go much beyond that due to the fact that uh you were in a position to put two points up uh and and didn't come away with it with the two points who belongs in Positivity Alley right now? I know, now? I know. This it's guy, a, it's me. A, it's a bit of role reversal right now. Now, now, if if you want to go through and and try to convince me, or I can convince myself, uh, the the misfits were fantastic. Uh, I I one Alec Martinez came back uh, yeah. from from taking that bang. That yeah. that's worth. Uh, a point towards positivity <laughs> in itself that that we saw him come back like instead of wondering today whether or not we'll see him at practice tomorrow uh i, w I would expect that we would because he did return to the lineup last night so that's a benefit in itself and then the play of logan thompson you you look at the last three games they've tried to get him into a groove and uh, it, we, he didn't let in a bad goal against Washington, uh, didn't let in a bad goal against the Arizona Coyotes in the three goals against there, and allowed three goals last night, and was sensational. Uh, in New, New Jersey didn't pound the net with pucks, but boy, did they create high danger chances, and, and Logan Thompson was really good. So uh, I'm clinging to a, a bunch of positives uh, in that game last night, which they also got Brett Howden back last night, mm -hmm. and I thought he was going to put that puck in the net that just hopped over his stick in, in the first period and then goes in and backs up and sticks up for a teammate uh, in a fight. And I don't know how many, you'd have to check on hockeyfights.com how <laughs> many scraps Brett's had, but it's, it's less than a handful. Yeah, probably, and and some bite to his game. I love the yeah. I love the idea of Brett Howden coming in and, and you know trying to make an impact that way. Uh, I thought he was good, good on the forecheck, good in front of the net. Like we talked about it in the pregame show, Darren. This is kind of where he's going to play, how he's going to have to play. He goes to the front of the net. He's he's a bigger body, harder to move from from that area. And you know, for a guy that's that's missed twenty seven games. To, to, to jump right back into the fray and and stick up for your teammate I think brings everybody up and you know I, I don't think that it's it's you know the reason the Golden Knights were able to come back and take a lead in that game but it certainly gave Vegas a little bit of a jolt a little bit of a boost that you have a guy fresh into the lineup off of an injury willing to drop the gloves in order to protect the teammate by the way Brett Howden's second NHL fight a couple scraps in the AHL uh, but he had a fight against Kasperi Kapanen Back in uh, <laughs> February of 2021, and then, of course, last night against Nathan Bastion. So, uh, Howden with two scraps on the record, according to HockeyFights.com. And that was, a, that was a scrap last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I guarantee you there was more intensity in that bout against <laughs> Nathan Bastion than there was in the Casperi Kapanen. Did Chapman just do independent research? He did. No, no, that is what you call reading a cue. Yes, and wow. uh, for, for the record, the, uh, the Hockey Fights fans who vote, uh, 56% said a draw. However, 37% said Howden won, and only 6% said, in fact, he only got one vote, Nathan Bastion, uh, his fight against Kasperi Kapanen. Let's see what they tell me here. Uh, oh, oh, Brett Howden, 43 votes. So 97.7% of the fans voted that he won that fight. So uh, pretty good record for Brett Howden. He's, he's got at least one win and, and maybe a draw, more likely a win. He doesn't fight often, but when he does, he wins. And I know, how many votes did Brett Howden have? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Last night, Brett Howden. 40, 41? That was the, the, the fight against Kapanen. He had 43. Okay. Uh, he had uh, 37% of the votes uh, for, for last night. Well, uh, one of the votes for him last night was from his head coach. Oh, yeah, who, for who sure. Was, who was really uh, liking what he saw last night. Oh, we have Jack Eichel. I want to get to that in just a second. Uh, we'll take one more break, and then I'm gone back to Manhattan. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Wallace is over at Oyo Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard on Long Island at Northport, Gordon Weiger's uh, home base. And the house that he grew up in. The man nice. that does all the tweets and uh, the social media content uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights is hosting us for dinner tonight in the midst of this road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights, in which it continued last night against the New Jersey Devils. Before I go uh, and get back to Manhattan, I want to talk about Jack Eichel. we got a couple of minutes here. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, some progress again last night where, where he put some pucks uh, towards the net. It wasn't the same as the Arizona game. I actually thought he was better in, the, in, in that one. But the, defensively last night he made some plays, uh, took a puck to the net, and drew a penalty, uh, which was good. And, and after the game, he was not he, – he, he was a guy that was really disappointed in that performance last night. So uh, uh, if everybody thinks that he's not all invested – you should have saw him after the game. He was not, not a happy man. So I think there were a couple of plays where Jack Eichel jumped off the page. Obviously, the one where he drives to the front of the net, draws a penalty. Uh, that was the, the third penalty of the game, the one that you wanted the Golden Knights to really cash in on, put the yeah. game away in the third period. So you like that aspect, uh, the willingness to get to cut to the inside to make a play. He was also uh, had a it was essentially a two on one. He just ripped a shot wide of the net. Um, that one goes in. All of a sudden, I think things feel a little bit differently. Oh yeah. Uh, to to be honest with you, I thought his defensive game was really locked in, dialed in. I, I thought he was good there. Uh, but you know, for for I think a lot of people, you want more of that than than just three or four plays that really stand out at you. And I think Jack would, would say the same. He wants to be making those differences and, and making those types of plays every single time he's out there on the ice. Uh, so I, I think it's, you know, again, his game is building. It's growing. It's getting better. Um, I do wonder, and I wonder aloud, if Shea Theodore is an option for either one of these upcoming games, Friday or Saturday, how much having Shea Theodore in the lineup can really open up some of the things that Jack Eichel likes to do, especially in transition. Look, Jack Eichel's a superstar. Uh, with all due respect to Shea or Petrangelo or 
I don't know. Take your pick uh, of the blue liners, uh, Nick Hag. Mm-hmm. He he can grab the puck. And he's got the skills to be able to make something happen. Uh, he is your game breaker. Uh, I want to see him take the puck, and I want to see him do something end to end or middle of the ice in. And, and be able to create a chance. He's got that on him. Uh, I think that's the next step. Right now, he's almost trying to slow it down too much. That said, the last couple of games have been much better in his pace. And uh, you talked about growing. It's growing. It's 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 getting there. Yeah. I keep saying it, but he's in a slump right now. And in a quiet period, let's see if he can get it going tomorrow. I got to catch a train to Manhattan, the Long Island Railroad. You guys okay for the rest? Yeah, we'll be good. All right. Hour number two is coming up. Let's go, the VGK Insider Show.